Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris and Rod. Last day of September 2022. Here's your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah. Five college football games tonight. Got Major League Baseball rounding out the season. It is the final few days of the year, um, of the year of the season. Next week at this time, we'll be talking wild card games. Nice. <laughs> yeah, wild card. Will begin it. It's like let's let's run the wild card against college football and NFL on the weekend. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know B- BYU Notre Dame in Vegas. Yeah, let's run wild card game against it. <laughs> I mean, there ever been a more clueless group? Uh, I personally don't see it, but um, yeah, Chris. Uh, you know we got full college football slate tomorrow, and uh, you know we've got uh, Major League Baseball. How are things looking heading into the final day of the month? This is one of my actually, I think one of my favorite college football cards that we've had so far. I like it's not that I like the amount of games. I like the games that I've picked. I'm really confident in this week's games. I, for some reason, it's just one of those weeks where you kind of see the board a little bit more clearly. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. I think there's going to be lots of uh, lots of great action. Hoping to be on the right side of it. That's for sure. How about you, Rod? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, loaded loaded card. I got ten plays for Saturday already, so uh, I'm definitely excited about this weekend. Big weekend, and I said I was going to see any, and then I started digging and digging. I was like, ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, look at that one. <laughs> some, like- some weekends, some some weekends you get those, and then some days you just like, ooh, I can't find any. <laughs> so. I haven't put in any any um, picks yet um, for, for, the, um, for the weekend, but I'll be putting those in um, later on today and tonight. But uh, we got college football tonight, and um, I don't know. I don't love this card. I haven't really put anything in yet. I haven't not done putting my premium picks in. Friday's generally tough days for me, and especially the last day of the month. Um, really busy times for me, so everything runs a little bit um, behind for me. But uh, we got Houston taking on Tulane. These teams play each other every year. Usually a pretty good game. Chris, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune Clayton. What do you think in this one? I know Clayton, too, might be on my Mount Rushmore, but I think there could be a bit of a, a landslide for Houston. So I'm going to roll with Tulane. You know, they, they got caught with their pants down in a bad sandwich spot last week against Southern Miss. And I think, you know, this. I think what we're going to see is the same sort of game plan from Tulane that we saw against, uh, against Kansas State. You know, just put a lot of pressure on Clayton, too try to force him to make plays. And this Tulane team is no joke. You know, this is, they, they, they've, they've hung around with the big boys and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this one outright line at two and a half. You could probably take them on the money line if you don't want to take the, you know, the points. But again, we've talked about the importance of this, this line at two and a half, you know, with the new overtime rules. So I'm going to take the points with Tulane, put a little bit on the money line as well. How about you, Rod? Yeah, I've, I've been burnt by uh, Houston a couple times this year. So uh, I'm going to stay away. I, mean, I hope they get beat. And yeah, so uh, I'm agreeing. Chris, give me here in the ATS, their last five conference games. They're also 14 and four ATS, their last uh, 18 on field turf. 
and also 14 and six following a straight up loss. And you look at the Cougars, well, they're two and six ATS, their last eight versus team, uh, winning teams. And they're also uh, two and five ATS, their last seven games. Uh, I think the wrong team's favorite here. Tulane is better on both sides of the ball. Give me Tulane, money line over Houston here. I'm going to take Houston. I just think they're battle tested. I think they played some really good teams this year. And I think having a you know a starter, a quarterback that's been there for a while, definitely not one I'm rushing to the window to bet. But um, I'd lean to Houston. We've got Middle Tennessee against UTSA. We've got, you know, Middle Tennessee coming off a program-defining win last week. And then UTSA, I mean, team that won 12 games last year. So I don't think um, they're going to be uh, backing off anytime soon in this one. But I expect to see just a bundle of points. We saw Middle Tennessee really let the wide receivers go last week, and they went. And then we all know that UTSA has – maybe one of those quarterbacks that slides in in the draft and, you know, gets taken like in the third or fourth round and ends up being like, the, you know, Super Bowl-type quarterback. I really think he is that good. Chris, what do you, what do you think in this one? Yeah, I do like Frank Harris. He, like you said, he is – I think I think he's NFL-ready. Um, yeah, well, not Ruffalo the, thinks uh, he's NFL-ready. Then he is NFL-ready. Because, yeah, because, you know, those are the – those are the They call Ruffalo. They call Ruffalo. They call Ruffalo. <laughs> is the NFL ready? Well, here's here's Tune. Here's and here's this guy compared. <laughs> it's like here's the measuring stick. Here's Sam Hartman. Uh, here's this guy. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that I, I think you're right. I think that there's going to be a ton of points in this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of, if not both teams, get into the high 30s, maybe even push into the 40s in this one. Um, this is going to be a back and forth game, two fantastic offenses. And yeah, I look for this one to finish closer to maybe even 75 or 80 points, let alone staying in the 60s. So give me the over in this one. Right. Yeah, I have to agree. I think both offense, I, I agree. We're going to see a whole lot of points in this one. Um, both offenses that uh, can move the ball and uh, score touchdowns. And, uh, and this total is too low. Give me the over uh, UTSA and middle of Tennessee in this one. I like the over whole pile. The middle of Tennessee. Go to our next game here, and it is Boise against San Diego State. We don't have Hank Bachmeyer to kick around anymore. One of my favorite Vegas stories. I tell this one all the time. I'm at the craps table at uh, Casino Royale of all places. I parlay up. I hit. I, I put. A, I put a twenty-five dollar hard ten out there. I hit it and then I parlay it up and uh, I hit it again and, you know, for 2000 bucks or whatever, some guy looks over at me and he goes, nice hit. And I said, you're that Boise QB that cost me that much. He's laughing. He's like, yes, that was me. <laughs> it, was, it was the guy that broke his leg. Remember that, Chris, when the guy, the Boise QB yeah. broke his leg? It was you that, you, you it tell was, the story so many times and I keep forgetting who it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> Nice guy. I hung out with him for like hours. You know, it's like a really good guy. It's like we went out after that. You know, it's like really nice kid, and it's like we had a really good time. But it was uh, it was funny. You know, I'm like you're that Boise QB. I'm trying to once I once I see his name, I'll remember. But Hank Bachmeyer, 
no longer with Boise and uh, yeah, I say good riddance. Was it Zabransky? Jared Zabransky? I don't think so. I think it was after no. Zabransky. Okay. Might have been Rippin. Brett Rippin? Yeah. That would make sense. Anyways. I wonder if he's, he's Canadian. He was at the rodeo. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> He's at the rodeo and he was, he was and he was putting down the U.S. chocolate. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the Canadian chocolate is so much better. It's like, you can attest to this. You had your fair share of coffee crisp. I I like a good co- coffee crisp, but I would say that there are some American chocolates that are equally as good to to Canadian right, chocolate. I'm not discriminate. I think that it is a different <laughs> chocolate, and I like a good coffee crisp, and I like. I like the Canadian Kit Kat, and let's just say the Smarties never make it. You know, it's not like I'm handing them out as you know, to, to as people. Hey, you want to try these? You know, it's like I don't think so. <laughs> You're, uh, it's, it's like not for not for guests, but at the same time, I you know, I think I like a good Reese's peanut butter cup. I like, uh, um, you know, I like all those. So I don't. I, I, my wife and I are trying to figure out what Halloween candy to get. And we want to get the ones that we don't like. So it really narrows it down, you know, because I like paydays also. So it's like we were, we're thinking three musketeers and Milky Ways. Just, yeah, just get the Costco box. Well, and they have Snickers and Reese's in there yeah. and M&M's. Wow. Yeah, well, not, that, not, that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm on a first-name basis with But don't they have the plane? <laughs> That's just one. Last time I'm in Vegas, met up with Mitch. We went to Aria. I handed him the, the bag of Canadian chocolate with the coffee crisp in it. I think it's gonna make it to the hotel. Puts it down on the thing where, where the like the bedding slips are starts ripping them open. So here, you want one? These are really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I do? They didn't even. They, I don't even think they made it out of the sports book. I'm not. I'm not gonna apologize for it. <laughs> I don't expect you to. <laughs> That was March Madness. Yeah. Remember we were watching Wisconsin and Colgate. What do we got in this one, Chris? We've got San Diego State and Boise State. The San Diego State, Brady Hoke, um, you know, not his best team. I'd say this is a disappointing San Diego State team and a real disappointing Boise team. Um, I don't know if either of these coaches or both get fired. It could go either way. But um, I'd say Avalos is probably on the hotter seat than Hoke at this point because Hoke's won at San Diego State a bunch and this is kind of more of an off year for him well Avalos lost last year so now we're on a trend um, San Diego State lost in the conference championship game last year to Utah State but the San Diego State defense is still good it's just their offense is is lousy I'm going to Vegas let's go next weekend I'm, I, I have someone I'm supposed to meet out there so you know one of my business partners is in from Australia. I'm supposed to go meet him out in Vegas, so maybe I will be there. Got to figure it out. I got limited time procrastinating. It's like he's flying in from Melbourne. It's like, I think I should show up. It's the right just thing to do. Yeah, just a suggestion. No, I actually really want to meet them and hang out. So we did a lot of the, our deal during COVID. Um, 
so we didn't get a chance to really you know sit down and hammer things out so i think that um you know these are the guys that do the bedding tools they're doing our redesigns uh, all the stuff these guys are like i mean we have a lot i mean we have more stuff on the table that's that we're going to do and that are the wheels. It's not like we're have a list like, Oh, we're going to do this. And eventually we're going to get to it. This is stuff where the wheels are in motion to do this stuff. And then, um, you know, we're in process. So it's like, we have more stuff in process than we're actually doing right now. So craziness, but anyways, Chris craziness is in San Diego state against Boise. And I'm, I'm still leaning towards Boise here. I think, you know, obviously getting getting rid of ha- – we talked about on College Football Show yesterday, you know, getting rid of, you know, Hank Bachmeyer and bringing in, you know, Dirk Cutter to work with Taylor Green. I think it's addition by subtraction for, for Boise State in this one. And you're right, you know, can't, this is – brighter days are ahead for San Diego State. This is sort of just a down year for, for, for the Aztecs, but doesn't help him right now. And I think, you know, Andy Avalos is the more desperate coach here. He's got to get a positive result. I think he does against this uh, – Aztecs team, it really hasn't been able to move the football. I like the, I think we see a bit of an upgrade uh, offensively from the Broncos with Taylor Green. So give me the Broncos laying, laying the points. Rod? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't. I don't trust Boise State at all. They've looked awful um, to start the year. And, uh, sure, both offenses uh, on these teams have looked awful. Um, but the defense, so I, I, you got to go with the defense has come to shine in this one. And uh, both offenses stay anemic. I like the under. Um, 39 is to come down to. Uh, definitely like the under there. But I got to go with the Aztecs. You know, they're 6-1 and one ATS the last seven meetings. And the underdog, 7-0. and oh. So, you know me. Love my trend. 7-0. and oh. Take the underdog. I'll take the 6.5. I think it's a three-point game all day. I would say don't adjust your sets. I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Boise here on the blue turf. The blue turf was made for Friday nights. The San Diego State team is really bad. They're real bad. I like Boise on the blue turf. Don't adjust your sets. <laughs> it is blue. <laughs> the field is blue. It's like birds dive in there and kill themselves because they think it's water. I think birds are colorblind, right? You see what happens? They really dive in, and they think it's that's what they—that's the rumor. But I don't think it's true. I think birds are actually colorblind. I think so too. They can only see certain things, like they're. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what they can't see: are glass. What? <laughs> 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 Washington and UCLA, this is an interesting, interesting game here because Chip Kelly, fully capable of, you know, really imploding a team at any given time, but Michael Penix Jr., uh, this is a guy that, I mean, he's built a college career on losing games. Um, Chris, what do you think? You know, I've, I've at times thought that Michael Penix Jr. was a little bit overhyped because he couldn't stay healthy, but... You know, you're starting to see, you know, what would happen with Penix if he did stay truly healthy and he's got an offense behind him. He's got a solid coaching staff with led by Kalen DeBoer, really pressing all the right buttons. And uh, I think he does it again here. I, you know, Washington has got a, has gone 4-0, 4-0 against the spread against a much tougher schedule than what uh, UCLA's had. I think UCLA's 4-0 record is just a surface number. And 
you could argue they should have lost that game to South Alabama. They haven't had a tough schedule outside of that. So I, I like Washington to go on the road and, and uh, get a win and cover against UCLA. And I, I like the over in this one. Both offenses can move the ball and uh, stack up the points. You look, uh, UCLA is averaging 41 points a game. Washington, 44 points a game. Both defenses can come to play, but uh, I think the offenses uh, outshine uh, the defenses in this one. You look, Huskies 5-0 and to the over their last five. UCLA 5-0 and to the over. Uh, accumulated 450 yards of offense uh, in the previous game. They're also 5-1 and to the over their last six conference games. The last five meetings, 4-1 and to the over. I like the over. Uh, over 64 and a half. Give me the over. I think we hit 70, 80 points in this one. I don't know. It's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I'll take UCLA, basically a coin flip. I mean, I just think that Chip Kelly fully capable of blowing games like this, but Michael Penix Jr., I got zero faith in him on the road. Um, zero, as in none. Nothing. UNLV takes on New Mexico. It's a good UNLV team this year. 14.5 point favorites against the Lobos. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this one's going to be a bit of a dogfight. I, I see the totals. It's gone down to 43.5. But I think it could easily be 28-14 or you know, 28-13, something like that. I, I don't expect a ton from either of these teams offensively. UNLV obviously has been the more impressive of the two teams this season, but I don't know. I, I, I just think this is going to be a slugfest, so I, I like the under in this one. Chris is impressed with UNLV, Rod. I'm, I'm for, for, I, I look at this one, and I think it's just too many points. Uh, I think it's a closer game. You're going to give me two touchdowns with New Mexico here. Uh, I'll take the two-plus two, two plus touchdowns. Uh, I still see UNLV blowing uh, them out of the water here in this one. Uh, I know the numbers, they've been solid all year, but uh, this looks like it prime spot to, for them to win, only win by seven on Friday night. So give me New Mexico plus the points. I'll take New Mexico as well. I think it's too many points to pass up. New Mexico was terrible against LSU last week. Hideous. Well, we're closing out September and we're closing out Major League Baseball season. Um, turn it over to the uh, Major League Baseball schedule. For a lot of guys, these are the this is the last licks, right? Last starts and last uh, last chance to maybe stick with the big club. Last chance to have a job for next year. <laughs> Got the Nationals taking on the Phillies. Eric Fitty up against Bailey Faulkner. We saw the Phillies just fall flat on their face in Chicago, as we predicted they would. As Wheeler. Nola and Suarez all went down um, in losses in a heap. But luckily for them, the Brewers continue to suck and um, remain one game back in the loss column. But not a lot of games left here, Chris. What do you think? And with the doubleheader, you know, this could be a good spot for the Phillies to maybe get some breathing room if they can somehow sweep this one. And I think they will. Um, I I think you place a bet on – both the the Phillies in both uh, game one and game two. I, I just I trust Bailey Falter a little bit more than Eric Fede, and at some point you have to think that the Phillies realize what's at stake here, and and you know they're getting the much easier matchup today. So 
I, I like the Phillies to uh, to get the job done, beat up on Eric Fede a little bit, and uh, get the win here. Rod, and for me, uh, you, you, look, you look at this one, and uh, I, I like Washington here and Eric Fede, and uh, Fede during day in day games is two and zero. So uh, I, I don't. That means don't he will never lose during the day games. Yeah, Ever. exactly. So he pitches. Ever. You will never <laughs> lose a day game. <laughs> <laughs> he pitches better during the day. So. Yeah. So and, and the Washington Washington bullpen has been pitching lights out in the last uh, couple of weeks. They got nothing. Nothing. They're all loose as a goose, right? You're, you're just like, yeah, we can beat up on this Philly team, and they and they've been winning. So loose as goose. Loose as a goose. I'll take the Nationals here too. Philly's terrible. Straight ass. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Cubs versus Reds. Adrian Sampson versus Graham. Who's throwing wrench? <laughs> I just. It's not, of, I just it's, not, it's not a question. It's not a question of who's throwing them. It's a matter of who deserves to have them thrown at them. <laughs> dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> I think everyone that's ever seen that scene, the first time you saw it, you just almost peed your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time you hear the bing, of someone getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hatches There's so many great lines from that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it looks like Gabbard Jones is going to have to forfeit. We're going to have to see how this strategy works out for the guy. (laughs) 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 Anyways, Adrian Sampson versus Graham kissed my Ashcraft at Wrigley Field. I got to say, I lived in Chicago for about 10 years, 9 or 10 years, and I went to this game almost every single year. Um, they Friday afternoon, Wrigley Field, late late in the season, late September, kind of a blustery, cold day, and it's basically you can just walk up to the window, get a ticket, whatever ticket you want, and sit wherever you want in the stadium. And uh, normally, I have to say the Reds beat the crap out of the Cubs in this game. I'm going to take the Cubs in this one. I mean, the Reds, just because I've seen it a million times. Graham, kiss my Ashcraft. Chris, what do you think? Now I'm starting to doubt myself a little bit because I was going to stick with the Cubs just because this is some of the best ball I've seen him play all year. And Adrian Sampson's actually pitched really well, giving up one run or less in each of his last four starts. So I don't know. I, I, I'll i still lean towards the Cubs, but uh, maybe you're talking me into the Reds. I don't know. Rod? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look at this one and uh... – I don't know. Ashcraft hasn't been good his last three starts. 0 and 2 with a 5.29 ERA, and Samson's been pretty good. He's uh, 2 and 0 with a 1 ERA. Uh, he's pitching the better. Uh, That's what they want you to think. <laughs> he's pitching the better. The Cubs are playing the better of the ball. Seven and one in their last eight. Um, eight and one in their last uh, on Friday. I think the Cubs. Yeah, I was I was on the Cubs in all three games versus the Phillies on this show. Right, I gave them out all three days. And uh, I'm on the Reds here. I'll tell you that much. This one, easy money day game. And I'll tell you what, it ain't going to be a pretty pretzel at the end of the season at Wrigley Field either. 
This is uh, they haven't ordered fresh ones in quite some time. <laughs> they got they got to rotate the stock. I'm telling you. So you want some? It's like how does salt on a pretzel get this wet? It's like. It's like did you take a shower with this thing? It's like, what the hell happened to this pretzel? It's like somebody, somebody when they put the salt on, done too much water and they left it in in the pool too long because that's just the idiot. Nah, the pretzel comes. The pretzel comes. It's already pre cooked, right? And and then what you do is you dunk it in water and then you dunk it in the salt. It's just like you're rimming a. a I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they take the pretzels out of a, a cellophane bag. And I believe that they're just a soggy mush to begin with, except somehow the actual somehow the actual inner core of the pretzel is sawdust, right? It's like the inside of the pretzel has the consistency of sawdust. The outside is like a soggy, wet rag. <laughs> it is not a good scene, especially on like a 55-degree day at Wrigley with the wind blowing. Nothing fun about it, but I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Love it. That's a, these, these are the ones that I, this is, these are the days I miss being in Chicago next week. You'll be, you're happy. You're not there, but you know, this one, um, these are the ones taking the reds. Cause I always do back to fading the Cubs. People were wondering if I was okay. I, I got some great YouTube, got some great YouTube comments. You idiot. The Phillies are in the wild card race. They're going to, of course they're going to kill the Cubs. Aaron Nola's bitching. Zach Wheeler's bitching. Domingo Herman's pitching up against Jordan Lyles at Yankee Stadium. So last time, I finally figured it out, and the announcers helped me with this one, watching the Orioles in the last time that Lyles pitched. It was against the Red Sox in that series that lasted three weeks. I mean, they played each other for three weeks straight, the Orioles and the Red Sox. All the games were at Fenway. You just don't see, you know, 13-game series anymore. But what we saw in that one was Jordan Lyles was in trouble before the rain came in that game. And what happened was is that the, the announcers pointed this out. They said, Lyles is a good, steady pitcher, but he has no out pitch. He has no pitch that he can go to that's like, this is his pitch to get people out. And that's why he gets tattooed. And they were like, I mean, they nailed it. That's exactly it. Um, he's up against Domingo Herman, who's got no out pitch either. Um, if you watch my seven props in under seven minutes, which ran a little over seven minutes, um, Domingo Herman, the under on strikeouts has been just straight money. Straight money. Taking the Orioles here to pound the Yankees. Chris? Um, actually, I was leaning towards the Yankees, but I might go actually with the under in this one. You know, Herman a 1.69 ERA in his last five starts against the Orioles. I don't expect the strikeout numbers to be up there, but uh, still expect a decent outing here. And I think the uh, the Orioles need to go back to what's been working for them, at least in this run they had over the second half of the season, play solid defense, and they'll have to try to back up Jordan Lyles. So I, I go, I'll probably go with the under in this one. What's your $15 play today? Is this your $15 pick? It is not. Okay. <laughs> what would it, if you had a fifteen dollar pick? What might it be? Uh, it might be one of the other twenty eight teams on the board. All right. 
What else do you have for sale? One of these, one of these days, one of these what days, it's gonna work. Yeah, I catch you off guard. You know, you're, you're yeah. like, oh, it's this one. You're like, oh, well, wait, oh. <laughs> oh, we gotta pull that down from sale for me for sale now. Um, for me today, I got my fifteen dollar pickoff play. Yeah, we hit another one yesterday. Now check twenty nine and nine in our last thirty eight with those pickoff plays. So hoping to keep it going heading into the loaded weekend. I got my fastball Friday three pack. That fifteen dollar play part of that. My three best MLB bets, or if you're looking for best daily value, on my free-for-all Friday, three uh, MLB bets with that $15 play, as well as two college football bets, 50 bucks at Pick Dollars Premium. And use that promo code WIN15. Use that for today or you know, hop on some long-term, get all the football on the weekend as well. Rod, how about you? What do you like in this game? You, and you look at this game and uh, who's, who's, who are the Yankees going to start? Um Baltimore. You know what? I'm talking. Uh, We've been through this already. I think they rest a bunch. What? I think we, we know. The, the hell are you talking about? Actually gonna, players for the for the Chris? Yankees. They're going to. He's delirious. Start. We know we have Herman. We have Herman. <laughs> gonna, he's going to pitch, but but who's going to who's going to swing the bats? <laughs> I think it's going to be the second stringers of the Yankees. So I I, I like the under. I'm going to go with the under with Chris. As, uh, both teams just want to get this game. They're going to get in, get out. <laughs> Don't serve Judge a Meatball. That's it. That's all the Orioles got on their plate. That's what it says on the whiteboard in the locker room. Don't serve Judge a Meatball. Good season. See you next year. I like the under. All right. I like the over and the Orioles. What are you selling today, Rod? I mean, how many college football picks do you have tomorrow? So let's push your three-day pass here because you get today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, five definitely. five games, college football, whatever, and then you have tomorrow. You have a full slate, and then Sunday. And then I have three today, and then I've got ten tomorrow, and I haven't even dived into the baseball tomorrow yet, so I'll probably have a couple more there. And then Sunday, I'm averaging about seven plays in the NFL on Sunday. So, yeah, your best deal is grab a three-day pass. Um you can just scoop it up over uh, Pink Dice Premium for 100 bucks. Use promo code WIN15 and you get 15 bucks off that. So it's going to be 85 bucks to get you a three-day pass. That's the best way to go. I got my $15 uh, bookie buster up, up there today. You can scoop it singly. Or I've got my college football blank check uh, single. You can scoop it up by itself over Pink Dice Premium. Scoop it up. Big win in weekend. I'm excited. Massive weekend coming. It's a lot of information. Thanks, Rod. No problem. <laughs> of, to, to the minutia, the detail. Get Ruffalo taking out his Euclidean ge- geometry book again. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that, like, I understand the premium picks. They're not for everybody. That's why we do so many free picks. You know, we do um, live show seven days a week, a morning show. We do the drive through show with, you know, all the cappers come on at least once a week. Um, we have a few cappers that aren't on and, you know, but I would say most of the guys do it and are excited to do it, you know, and I think in a lot of cases, Tony has to tell people, Hey, you can't be on every single you know day. Um, you know, and I think the thing that, you know, makes us different is that we show our records of every pick that's ever been, ever been made good, bad sideways, whatever. Some of these other si- sites, they show you like the last 10 or 20 picks and that's it. And then you have to take their record, their, their, their word for it as far as like their leaderboards and all that other stuff. 
we have the leaderboards and the hottest cappers. That shows you um, the leaderboard shows you the hottest, the best capper by sport. We break it out by season, and then the um, the hottest capper shows you over like yesterday or the last twenty four hours, the last week, the last month, the last year. So it's over time frame who the hottest. And then if you click on any of those cappers, you go to their capper page, you can see every pick they've ever made at the site. So it's like. We're one of the few sites that does that, and we're also one of the few sites that does that and gives a credit guarantee that if the pick doesn't hit, you get a credit. You know, a lot of these sites, it's like, say you pay 15 bucks for a pick, you know, or pay 50 bucks for a pick. The pick doesn't win, well, too bad. You know, it's like you pay another 50, get another pick. It's like nothing fun about that. So um, the cappers don't, don't get paid out on their picks until you get paid out on your purchase. And that's just the way that it is. I mean, we had this discussion yesterday behind the scenes. And it's the way it is. And it's the same for me, you know? So, some ones are better than others, man. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, sometimes, you know. But, um, you know, I, I think it's fair to the customer this way. And that's all I care about. But the thing is, is that, um, the thing is, is that, you know, the three-day packages and the, and the monthlies and the weeklies and all that stuff are not, don't have the credit guarantee. And the reason they don't have the credit guarantee is because normally, like Rod just said, he's got 10 picks tomorrow, even if he sold those for $15 a piece, which he's not, which he can't, he's not going to do. Um, that would be $150 just for those picks. And even if he broke them into three packs, sold the three packs for 35 to $50, right? You're still at 100 and whatever for one day. And you're getting three days worth. So, and usually, if even if you if you have a if the if it doesn't turn a profit for the seven day and three day and whatever, I'm pretty accessible, and I usually will work with you, try and make you you know do what it takes to get you on some winners. Um, but anyways, I'm really excited about it, and I know that um, the other question that I've seen in the YouTube comments because I've been saying this a lot lately is that we're the most watched YouTube channel out there, and um, we are. It's not even close. And, um, you know, there's guys, um, there's, there's one channel that has more subscribers than us, but they've also been around over five years longer than us. And they're not, which is, we've only been, you know, two, two and change. This is only a third season for Pick Dogs with this YouTube channel. So, um, but they have a total of, you know, in that plus that five years, they have less than 30 million views and we've got, you know, close to 60 million. So not even close. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> seven yeah. easy picks. Why stop at seven? Why stop at seven? <laughs> Is that the next one in just, in just eight minutes? Why stop at seven? I know. Why not go 10? I parlayed up all 10 on Saturday. <laughs> why not? I had to give it. You got to give it a shot. <laughs> Round robin them though. <laughs> Parlay up all ten, but get the round robin but <laughs> Round Robin. All right. Anyways, any questions, any stuff about that, you just ask me. I'm you guys know. Anyways, let's get to our next set of picks. Got the Nationals against the Phillies. Looks like Noah Syndergaard for the Phillies in this one. 
against the Nationals. I like the Nationals again. Chris? Yeah, I'm still sticking to my guns. I'm back in the Phillies in both games. Rod, how about uh, you? <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. Okay. I, li- I like uh, I like the Nationals again here. Um, Playing the better ball. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard has burnt me a couple times this year, too. So <laughs> You're on my burnt list, so I'll, I'll take the Nationals here. I think if you bet Nationals on both, you're definitely going to come out ahead. They're going to win one of them, for sure. It's not both. Speaking of all, you can eat Chinese buffets. We've got Alec Manoa on the mound for the Blue Jays today against the uh, Boston Red Sox. Nick Pavetta. I'm I'm I love fading Manoa. You know, everyone knows that, especially after the All Star break. Do you think like at the All Star game he like goes out and they all like go out to dinner and stuff? And you know, he's still at the table. It's like and they call just call him in to pitch. His numbers are actually. His numbers no, are no, actually, no, they're no, not bad. <laughs> the numbers aren't bad, but I expect more from this guy. I mean, he is going to be the starter in game one, right, of the playoffs. 15-7, and 7, 2.31 ERA. Yeah, likely. Yeah. Likely to be the starter. And I do like the Blue Jays here with, with Manoa. You know, he's... We talked about how he could be running out of gas. Well, he's put those to rest. He's got a 1.13 ERA in his last seven starts. And uh, Nick Pavetta, he's given up five home runs in his last three starts alone. And we all know the power these Blue Jays bats have when they're when they're when they're hot. So yeah, I like the Blue Jays in this one. Rod, I like the over in this one. Um, you see, Boston, their bats have been uh, hitting the ball, and uh, they've had nothing to play for. So. And the Blue Jays here, we, we we've seen. I, I think some second stringer guys are going to get uh, their shot here because they've clinched. Who, 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 like I said, we're going to we're going to the Jays are going to rest some guys too, and uh, I think some other guys are going to step up and shine. I like the over. I think we see a bunch of runs in this one. I'm not a big believer. Oh, go ahead. I think Manoa goes long. I'm a full start. I don't think it goes like eight innings or a full game. Not a big backer of Manoa, but I think this one kind of reminds me of those Blue Jays-Red Sox games in Boston. I think it has that kind of potential to be, you know, 14-3 to three or something. They've owned Boston. Yeah. Nine and one. They, put, like up, this, this they put up giant. I mean, those games in Boston, they put up gigantic numbers on them. Tyler Alexander against Joe Ryan in Detroit. Full price admission to this one. Um, twins, the collapse of the year. Um the Tigers never got started, never were able to follow through on last year's promise. Uh, most of it's because Casey Mize never made it to the mound. Chris, what do you think here? Yeah, that's kind of why I'm sticking. I'm actually going to lean towards the Tigers here. I, I, You know, for me, this is a, a Tigers team that's, you know, yeah, they've disappointed for much of this season, but the expectation was never really on the Tigers once they got off to that rough start. The Twins, you know, they had the AL Central in hand for a good chunk of the season. And now, you know, the last week, they just fell apart. And I think they're living with the disappointment. This is just a team that's kind of like just wants to get in, get out, finish the season, look look forward to next year. And, uh, you know, Joe Ryan, he has the majority of the struggles for Ryan this season have come on the road. So give me the Tigers in this one. Yeah, if anyone understands disappointment, we know it's you, Chris. Um, Rod, what do you think? Yeah. Joe, 
Joe, Joe Ryan, he's uh, he's actually pitched not too bad uh, over his last three starts, uh, two and zero with a one point four five ERA. But <laughs> you got to have some guys behind you that uh, are motivated to hit the ball to uh, give you a little bit of run support, and uh, I think that's a big issue. And, and Detroit's playing the better ball right now. One six straight. Well, I'm not going to get off Detroit. Take Detroit. Win seven straight. Minnesota's packed it in. I like just, I like the Tigers here. I just think uh, Twins terrible. Got the Guardians up against the um, Royals pitching change here for the Guardians to Savali while uh, Brady Singer on the mound for the Royals. He's been really good. I did I gave I gave out a Singer prop on my seven free props in under seven minutes, even though it was over seven minutes. Have to fix. I'm working on it, you know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make it educational. I'm explaining to people why you take the why you make a, the bet, not just because it's like there's more to it than winning and losing. Obviously, you want to win, but more than you lose. But there's there are cases where you can win less often and make more money than like you can go if you're laying big odds. On something, you you can hit it, you know, ten times, and you can make more money hitting something else five times. That comes in at the same rate or close to it, and that's what our betting tools do. So, Brady Singer actually is a strikeout artist. Over four and a half strikeouts, pays plus one hundred five. It's hit seventy percent of the time. So that's what I'm saying is that it's not going to hit all the time but you get plus 105 on your money. So if you bet it 10 times, you're plus 700 and minus 300. So you're up 400. Plus and five, the five on the, on the upside too. So you're actually up, you're up um, 435 betting that game, betting, making that bet 10 times as opposed to, um, you know, betting like the Dodgers minus 265 or something. You bet 100 bucks on that. It's like, what do you get back? 30 bucks or something? You end up winning. You you go seven and ten in those, which because they hit, they haven't even won at a seventy seventy percent rate this season. But you know, it's three times seven is two ten, and then on the, on the losses you lost three hundred, so you actually you lost ninety bucks. How's that for you, Clitty Geometry? Well, suck it. <laughs> what do you think of this game? <laughs> <laughs> I caught me on guard. I'm going to go with the under in this one. Like you said, Brady Singer, you know, he's, he's pitched really well. He's only given up two, or sorry, one run in his last three starts, going three and zero in that stretch. And uh, I think you know Aaron Savali, while he had his issues, he's bounced back nicely since rejoining the uh, the Guardians rotation. Two runs in each of his last two starts, gone five innings in each. I think this is just a, a low scoring game. I think Singer's going to try to keep the Guardians in check, and I think uh, Savali can. You, th- you don't really you think he's going to try and not let the Guardians score runs? You think the I pitcher mean, is going to do that? <laughs> Boy, that's deep, man. That is super insightful. I knew we kept you around here for a reason. Remember when Ruffalo wasn't on the show anymore? It's like this is why we brought him back is is for this. I think he's going to try and keep scoring down for, against uh, <laughs> for the Guardians. Thanks, Chris. Where's, where's wow, <laughs> that was <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> <Alan>? <laughs> went right past me. 
Rod, did you understand that concept? <laughs> I don't know. It's like you I want, did. I like. I, you I, want to I walk like us through pitchers. it, Chris? <laughs> you want to walk us through it? pitchers to keep against, scoring down. Against the Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> you want to walk us through the process here? It's like, let's see. His job is to make it so the other team can't hit the ball. <laughs> it's like, against a Guardians team that he's given up three runs in each of his two starts against was what I was trying to get at. He hasn't had... Oh, no, we'll take it totally out of context and and live in the moment. (laughs) We'll take it out of context and we will call it in context. (laughs) And we'll we'll carry the bit over into next season as well. All right. You think this bit's going reading. away anytime soon? You got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> we should call Big Al and ask him what he, what he thinks of this new concept. He new always concept. loves these things. <laughs> I think he's just going to try to not give up the same amount of damage that he's given up in each of the first two starts against the Guardians this season. I like Aaron Savale to hold in a... Uh, slumping Royals lineup in check when it's not really scaring anybody offensively at the plate. So give me the under. All right. How about you, Rod? Do you think Savali's going to try and keep the bats off the ball? Going to try to. Definitely going to try to. I think both pitchers uh, try to keep the bats off the ball. Um, I I like the under uh, in the first five. Uh, I think both pitchers come and shine uh, in this one. And we got a pitcher's duel in the first five. And then, uh, after that, uh, and the bull begin to the bullpens, then all oh, heck breaks loose. So, I like the under first five in this one. I would say the Guardians are one of the most dangerous teams out there right now, and they're a team that nobody that nobody wants to face. Um, no, not the Yankees, not the Blue Jays, not the you know, yeah, nobody, 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 nobody wants nobody. to face these guys. Um, um. We saw last night type of game that these are the teams that you don't want to face. Um, we saw this from the Guardians. They looked inept for eight innings, for seven and a half innings. I mean, they could not do anything. They got a couple guys on base, but never were able to get, you know, with, it was always with two outs. And they got the guy at third base, and then finally in the eighth inning, they get three hits, and that's it. 2-1, cold-blooded, we're out of here. They load the bases in the bottom, in the uh, top of the ninth with one out and then still get out of it, you know, for a 2-1 win against a playoff team, you know. This is against a playoff team. They're not playing the, they're not playing the A's or something, you know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'll be betting against that real soon. Um, got the uh, Braves and the Mets, Max Free, Jacob DeGrom, um, we got minus 130 odds on DeCrom. You rarely see this. We got Max Freed. Um, this is for first place in the uh, in the National League East. This series, if one team can sweep this series, um, they will more than likely be the National League East champions and get a bye in the first round of the playoffs. That's how big this series is. It goes either you're either you get a bye in the first round of the playoffs or you got to play in the wild card round. I mean, this is big. I mean. This is about as big as it gets. I mean, the Mets going with DeGrom, Scherzer, you know, I mean, they're bringing out the big guns for this one. You know, we got um, Max Freed, DeGrom in this one, Kyle Wright, Scherzer tomorrow. Um, Sunday, my guess is Bassett for the Mets. But um, Chris, what do you think here? 
All right, we'll keep the bit going. Two pitchers that are going to try to not give up runs to the other team. But I, I think I think I'm going to go with the Braves here. The Braves have it, this is their been there done that scenario. They've you know they've been in these high pressure situations and have, are, are more experienced with it. Jacob Degrom, you know this is this is why you bring him in for for these moments. But he's given up 11 runs in his last three starts. Gave up five runs uh, on six hits against the Oakland A's in just four innings last time out. So. I think if if, if the uh, the A's can tag you for five, the Braves can do enough, and we see Max Freed. He's had some some success against the Mets as well. I look for the Braves to 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 win this one, get some plus money out of it. Rod, I like the over here. You look, uh, we we we've seen this happen before. The pitchers duel, and it's all like yeah, and and they drop the number to six, and what happens? We go over. So I uh, I like the over six here. I know uh, DeGrom hasn't looked well, but I think he bounces back. You do have a little bit of a pitcher's duel, but uh, late. But you get enough runs to get over six. Um, I'll take the over six in this one. This is, this is going to be a great game. I love the Mets in this one. Um, I think Jacob DeGrom has a monster day, and I think this is his day. You know, I think this is going to be a career-defining day for DeGrom. And I, th- I like the over on strikeouts um, for sure, you know, over eight and a half. I think DeGrom potential no-hitter in this game type thing. This is this is where the, the, the primetime players show up in the primetime games, man. Big-time players play in the big-time games. And this is why he is the best pitcher of, of this era um, is – because of what you're going to see tonight, he's going to be cold blooded out there. I think the Braves. I think the Braves are going to be lucky to get a hit. Um, I like. I like the Mets in this one. I like the Mets to shut him out. I like the Grom all the over um, strikeouts. I like um, everything. And if you can bet on, if you can put a, find a prop on a no hitter, I think tonight might be the night. Outside of that, I think the Braves have a nice team this year, but. I hate this spot. I, I love the Braves tomorrow against Scherzer. I do not like him here. This guy has got a bad attitude. Fits in perfectly. Brewers against the Marlins. Speaking about Corbin Burns. Excellent. Against Sandy Alcantara. <laughs> Marlins. So this is this is my issue with this one. Um, and, you know, once again, it's the Brewers who have totally underachieved and have had every opportunity to do it. And you go back to, you know, you go back to the Brewers and why they're on the outside looking in. It's games like last night where you give up a grand slam to, of all teams, the Miami Marlins. I think they've hit one grand slam in the last decade, you know, right? You, you give up a grand slam to the Miami Marlins, but you look at their record against the Cubs and the Pirates this year. And that's why they're on. If they if if they flip those records, they win the division going away. It's Wait like, away. oh yeah, you know. But um, Sandy's my guy, and uh, I'm going to continue. He he's got us this far, and I'm going to I'm going to say he, he takes us again. I like Sandy and uh, the Marlins. Chris, who would I be if I? put him on my Mount Rushmore and didn't back him the following day. <laughs> I'm going to take the Marlins as well. I, I, I like Sandy Alcantara. He's given up one run in each of his last two starts. It was against the Washington Nationals, but we've seen Alcantara rise to the occasion time and time again, and Corbin Burns, 
a 5.31 ERA in his last seven starts. And if there's one place that opposing teams have been able to get to him, it's at home. So I, I'm going to go with the Marlins in this one. The, the Brewers just look like they're falling apart. Oh, we, we got a consensus because uh, I'm going to take the Marlins in this one too. Uh, just, just like I said, Sandy's uh, looking good. His last three, he's uh, under a two ERA. And, uh, pitching lights out again uh, going against Burns. Burns is definitely not like, like the Burns of last year. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go with the Marlins here. Got it. Not laying almost two with Burns in this spot. Excellent. Triple Sandy. Triple Sandy. Boy, we're going slow today. We got the Astros against the uh, Rays. Two more playoff teams. That Framber Valdez. I gave out. He was on my uh, seven prop show as well this morning. Framber, the over five and a half strikeouts. For Framber Valdez hits at a ninety percent clip. <laughs> it's like that's what I'm saying. It's like you find the value. The ones that hit nine out of ten times, man. If you hit that nine out of ten on it. It's like, it really doesn't matter, that one that you lost. So what is he saying? What's going on here in the comments, Chris? Well, someone asking why we why we don't just, just do a live show if some of the picks from the videos are going to change in the morning show. And I said it's because overnight, opinions can change. Pictures can change. What happened with that Guardians line? We first saw it was Please Zach, and now it's switched to Aaron Savale. Yep. And Especially at this time of the season, but we do this all the time. You know, we do. Why do we continue to do live shows around the clock? Why do we do another live show at five o'clock? So it's like if you have a YouTube channel um, and you have the balls to have say your real name and you know say who you really are and show your real picture and do all that stuff and show your face on camera, you could do your own video pics and you could do it in whatever format you like. And you can do them at five or six o'clock at night for that same day, and you know. Very few people will be have the opportunity to watch them. Well, yeah, because things happen from overnight. Yeah. Never tripped over the dog and smashed your face on the wall. Come on, it happens. <laughs> no, I've ne- no, that's never happened. <laughs> no, that's never happened. <laughs> it was more like the door. I didn't see the dog there, and I was like, Ooh. and then my face did one of these smushed. I wish it was on camera because it was it was pretty. It would have been pretty funny. All right. What do we got? We got the... Uh, Framber Valdez and the Rays. Chris, what do you got to say for yourself? All right. Well, I'm going to stick with the under in this one. Uh, I think this is going to be, you know, playoff-type atmosphere. The Rays need this win. Framber Valdez, though, has been one of the, the Astros' best pitchers so far this season. I think he's just been overshadowed by Justin Verlander. This guy would be an ace, I would think, of at least 20 teams in the in the majors this season. And Drew Asmussen, you know, he had his issues recently, but he's been one of the sharper arms for the other uh, race this season. I think this is 3-2, whichever way you have it going. So give me the under. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the YouTube comments. Like, I think it's I think it's a legitimate question of saying why you have a different pick and whatever. I, especially if he's, you know, if he's new. But I think, you know, to not show your name and face, I think, you know, it, it, it makes you look like a two-year-old. Um, so that's why we don't really show you any respect because you don't respect yourself. But at the same time, um, you know, what was I going to say? It was, um, 
I'll come back to it. Go ahead, Rod. In this one, I like uh, I like the Astros. Got to take the Astros here at home uh, with Framber. Uh, he's been pitching uh, better. And you look Rasmussen in his last three starts. He's 0-3 with a almost 5 ERA. And the way uh, the Astros can hit, uh, I think they get to him. And, uh, light him up like a Christmas tree. I'll take the Astros on the run line in this one. Yeah, the Rays have not been great starters to these um, series to their series. They did last time against the Guardians. They got the win, but in general, their game one of the series they have not played well. Jack Flaherty up against Johan Oviedo in St. Louis. Flaherty, oh God, disaster he's been. I, you know, he was a guy the Cardinals kind of thought were gonna was gonna be good, and then Johan Oviedo who used to be on the Cardinals. So this is just a disaster, Chris. Um, you're used to disasters. What do you think of this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. But uh, I, I'm going to go with the over in this one. Um, like I said, Jack Flaherty, he hasn't been all that sharp since rejoining the lineup. He's given up at least three runs in each of his last three starts, 10 runs over 16 innings of work. And uh, I think even the Pirates could get a couple off of him here. But I expect that the Cardinals come and hit Johan Oviedo. They know what this guy throws. Oviedo, he's had shutouts in two of his last three starts, but those came against the uh, the Cubs and Reds, you know, fellow uh, fellow fellow cellar dwellers in the uh, sorry the NL Central. So give me the uh, over. I think this is going to be a bit of a higher scoring game. Both starting pitchers get hit up a little bit here. Yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, I I don't believe there's no such thing as a stupid question, but I don't think that that's a stupid question. The stupid question is the guy who continuously says you're supposed to put the away team first and you put the home team first and you know it confuses me it's like you're you're an idiot <laughs> I mean, seriously man it's like this is the deal you know on that one and i will say it a million times if everybody else is doing it the other way i'm gonna do it this way because i've been super successful in this business um doing the exact opposite of what all my competitors do. I, I invented the free pick on the internet, okay? All these guys are just a copy of what we do. I was the first one to do it, and I could show you thousands of emails from, from these very same people telling me how stupid I was for doing that, for giving all that away for free, that I should be charging you guys for everything. So I will continue to do the opposite. Rod. In this one, um, I'm going to give a player plot. I like uh, Johan Oviedo. To, Damn uh, it! No, I'm just kidding. Get over his, uh, <laughs> get over his strikeouts thrown. He's, he's, it's, he, it's a three, three and a half. He's only got to get four. And you look know, like his last time out against the Cubs, he threw seven strikeouts. And against the Mets, uh, he, he threw six strikeouts. And the time before that, against the Reds, he's four strikeouts. Uh, and he only got to get over three and a half. Take it. Johan Oviedo over three and a half strikeouts in this one. Uh, I think he can easily get four and get us a winner there. A lot of information. A lot of math. <laughs> yeah, I don't like math this is, game. I, like I don't the, like the game, but I, I like Oviedo to get I like the over. Jordan Montgomery's pitching tomorrow. We got the Angels taking on the Rangers. Glenn Otto on the mound. He's a good under strikeout guy up against uh, Reed Detmers, who had that immaculate inning earlier this season. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I've, had, I've had trouble with uh, with Reed Detmers' starts, but I, I do like him here. He's got, you know, the hotter offense behind him. The Angels have just 
decided to wake up, you know, a little bit too little too late, but I guess better late than never build something going into next season. Glenn wow. Otto. Too little too late, better late than never. Hmm. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I know what I'm doing apparently, today. <laughs> apparently, apparently, I'm full of them today. So, so just let me have it. Like you said, it's Friday. So I know, um, I know, I know what I'm doing. Though. My day is shot now. It's like better late than never. <laughs> too little, too late, but better late than never. Silver lining. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with the Angels here. I, I'm just not a Glenn Otto fan. So give me the Angels in this one. All we need is Al Ninos here to say, "What game is this?" Game is this? Oh, I can't believe you just broke me in with that. Okay. What game is this? <laughs> Hopefully Al's back with us tomorrow. Yes, he has power back. All so right. He does have power. <laughs> Maybe his neighbor doesn't have power, <laughs> but he has power. Too bad, so sad. Rod, what do you think? <laughs> I, I like the under in this one. You look... Uh, Yesterday, we see 19 runs between these two teams, and I think uh, both pitchers have a good start. And uh, runs come at a premium in this one. Uh, I like the under eight. Just because you've seen everybody's going to be like, whoa, they scored like 19 runs. We're going to get a whole pile more. Uh, I think this finishes like 3-1. I like the under. Whose voice is that supposed to be? Is that the everyone voice? Is that the voice of everyone? The voice of everyone. Everyone's on the over. It's the voice of everyone. Oh, the going. <laughs> okay. I'll take the I'll take the Angels in this one. The Rangers suck. All right, Let's keep it simple. Um, got the Mariners up against the A's. The Mariners really not playing their best baseball here down the stretch, heading into the postseason. Logan Gilbert on the mound. He hasn't been very good either. Um, up against Ken Waldachuk. Yeah, to me, this feels like a good get right spot for the Mariners. They, like you said, they haven't been great, but. Ken Waldachuk's been terrible in his last three starts. He's given up 14 runs over 12 and two-thirds. And Logan Gilbert, he hasn't been sharp either, but, you know, prior to that start against uh, Kansas City, he'd given up one run or less in the previous four starts, going six innings and three of them. So I think he's just a better starter here, a better team, obviously the Mariners. So give me uh, Seattle on the run line in this one. I think they get right. The voice of everyone. Rod, what do you think? The voice <laughs> of everyone. i <laughs> <laughs> go with the... <laughs> <laughs> we got to go with Ken Waldachuk because everyone's on Waldachuk. Those are my favorite YouTube comments. Am I the only one on the Bears? It's like, yes. As a matter of fact, I checked every major sports book and you are the only one on the Bears. It's like, you ever see that? Like in the YouTube comments? Am I the only one on the. It's like. Yes, As a matter of fact, I checked every sports book out there. I, I, walk, I, went, I scoured the streets of Vegas. <laughs> Bars, box pools, office pools, you name it. We, we scoured to find another person on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I like Walton Chuck here. I know his numbers haven't looked good, but I think he pitches a good one here. Give me, give me Oakland. I'll take Oakland also. I just think... Good value. The Mariners are playing bad. They got Castillo going tomorrow. I think tomorrow's a must-win game for the Mariners, though, to get any kind of positive juju going. 
They only need one, right? Just need one. Right? I think they're magic number. So they could be like the Blue Jays and they could get a loss and uh, roll right in. <laughs> well, we got the Padres taking on the White Sox. White Sox absolutely hideous down the stretch here. Going to be some changes there. You Darvish up against Davis Martin. We don't like laying minus 220 with you Darvish, that's for sure. But the Padres have shown more guts in the last two weeks than they have in the last 10 years. Chris, what do you think of this one? Yeah, they have shown a lot of guts. That's why I'm, I'm rolling with them on the run line here. Uh, I just There's no step in front of you, Darvish, right now. He's won his last six starts. And you know, the White Sox just look like they're just playing out the string here, and they're sending Davis Martin here. I don't trust the rookie to slow down the Padres here. I think Darvish just, like I said, just rolls past the White Sox. I don't think Davis Martin can match zeros with Darvish. So give me the, uh, the, the Padres on the run line. We go to the voice of everyone, Rod's wacky. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the under here. I like uh, that nickname, the voice of everyone. <laughs> the voice of everyone. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, <laughs> oh no, not not Otani. <laughs> everyone <true>. voice. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, everyone's going to be on you, Darvish. <laughs> everyone's on Darvish. Everyone's going to be Darvish. like, what's everyone going to say? Everyone's going to be like, oh, good, it's the White Sox thing. Oh, God, Darvish. <laughs> well, that's what it is, because you look and you're like, oh, the White Sox. That have been awful, but... And you Darvish is pitching, but if you look, uh, uh, the White Sox ten and one in their last uh, eleven interleague road games here. So uh, you're going to give me that pro- that that price there. Uh, I'll take the White Sox. Uh, I, I like him here. I'm going to fade you Darvish, and uh, I'm not going to lay that price with you Darvish. Hate the Padres have been uh, playing well, but uh, I think the White Sox pop up if you ever win. Hate the White Sox guts. Speaking of Al Ninos, we got Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers up against the Rockies minus four fifty for Kershaw. I have to say that these. Big, big favorites this year have not been coming in. They have been losing every single time. I'm going to take the Rockies here based on that alone. Based on, I have, a, I, have no, I have no factual basis to that. I don't have any stats to back it up. I'm just sitting here and saying, just like, you know, the same thing I said in my Colts-Titans video that you'll see. Derrick Henry just seems to always go on those massive runs against the Colts. It's like straight, it's like a highlight reel game. Chris, you know, when I when I had initially done this video, I had put out the Dodgers because I didn't see a line, but now you now you see minus four fifty. Yeah, I think I got to switch course and go and go to the Rockies here because you said these these minus four hundred pitchers or, or uh, minus four hundred favorites haven't been coming in all that frequently. And uh, Chad Cool already threw a complete game shutout against the uh, against the Dodgers this season. Got rocked in, in the uh, in the return game, but I still think you know the Rockies could pro- potentially steal it here. So. Yeah, give me give me the Rockies. Take a shot for three and a half times my money. Right, and I like I like the under. Uh, I think Chad Cool comes and has a good start and uh, holds down the uh, Dodgers bats. Whether uh, they rest or sit anybody as well, and uh, I think Clayton Kershaw has a good start as well. Uh, I like the under. I think runs come at a premium in this one. Give me the under eight. Dodgers going for hundred and ten wins on the season. Not tonight, but they all have a shot at it. Pretty solid. 
Got the Giants against the Diamondbacks. Cobb against Merrill Kelly. I love the under in this one. It just seems so obvious. Um, that everyone's going to be saying that, I'm sure, but I still like Everybody's it. Everybody's on the under. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Whatever. Like, the voice. You have to have the everyone voice, though. It's like, it's it's better. Instead of, instead of saying everyone's on it, you'd be like, everyone's like, take the under. <laughs> it's the everyone voice. <laughs> Everybody's on the under. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone's going to be like, take the under. (laughs) The voice of everyone. Chris? I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks here. I'm even, if I'm looking for a parlay piece, I might take the Diamondbacks plus one and a half. It's a little bit juicy, but, you know, Merrill Kelly, you know, in terms of run line games on the road for the Diamondbacks this season, uh, 12 and 2 on the plus one and a half run line uh, in his 14 road starts. And, you know, he's had a lot of success against the uh, the, Gi- the Giants this season. 3 and 0 and 5 starts with a 1.53 ERA. Uh, I just, I think Alex Cobb, you know, he's a decent pitcher. He had a lot of bad luck this season, but I just, I see Merrill Kelly and what he's done against the Giants this season, especially at Oracle, a 1.29 ERA. I got to go with the Diamondbacks in this one. So stop the win streak for the Giants. Is he going to try and keep scoring down? He might. He's done a good job of it this season. Rod, how about you? Muted. The voice of no one. The voice of no one. <laughs> Sound of one hand clapping. You look. You look at Murrow Kelly in uh, his last three starts. Uh, he, he hasn't been good. He's one and two with uh, with a five ERA. And uh, the last time he pitched, sure, he did get a win, and it was against these Giants. Um, so he's got to come and pitch the same against these Giants again. I don't see it. Um, it's real tough for a pitcher to pick back pitch back to back games against the same team. Um, so what you've seen in the order of five over uh, turned over five times. Yeah, I think this is a spot that the Giants. Uh, Kick the slot on Mel Kelly. I'm going to take the Giants on the run line here. Uh, I think he gets beat up here in this one. I love the Giants, Giants next year. I think they're going to be really good next year. Taking the Giants in this one in the under. Anyways, parlay time. Chris? Yeah, let's go uh, Diamondbacks, money line, Padres run lines, Mariners run line. Rod. And I'm going to go take the Cubs, take the White Sox, and take the Marlins. Money line part. Houston, UTSA, and UCLA on the money line. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Of course, tomorrow, our College Football Saturday Spectacular Show. Rolling in October 1st. New month. With everybody. New month. With same, everybody. same bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Your attitude stinks. Where's Mon? Let's call Monahan just to tell him his attitude stinks. Just, just patch him in. We're on the live show. We just want to let you know. Your attitude stinks. You should text him. Text him up. <laughs> Um, 
Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. And of course, premium and VIP shows coming up after this. We'll have separate shows. Yesterday we did a combo. Today we'll have separate. Make it a winning day. We appreciate all of you. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys make the, make my mornings, make my days fun.